You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Monday. Uh, guess what? I did DMT and I want to tell you about it. <laughs> I'm so excited. It was like not a total breakthrough. I'm going to do it again. I can't wait to do it again. Is that concerning? I don't know. I'm going to be intentional about it. Let me tell you how it was. For the new people, hi, I'm Jordan, host of The Horny Housewife. We don't really talk about drugs over here. This is more like intentional intimacy, dating your spouse, like the crazy shit people don't want to talk about, the relatable stuff, the icky, the good, the hot, the naughty. But we also, we, I also am just an open book for the most part. There, Okay, there are definitely things I don't share with the world. But... I'm going to tell you about the things I recreationally like to do. You know, I'm not a stranger to the cannabis. I'd actually call myself a cannabis connoisseur. Possibly, maybe, no, back in the day. But does she know how to hang? Does she really love the green Mary Jane? Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? Like, I believe, I believe. Am I losing a part of my audience? Because I'm, I'm a worried. If you don't smoke weed, that's okay. Like, I don't care. Do you, boo. I respect, honor, love you. I'm just a very high functioning. I don't take Xanax to ease my anxiety as awesome as that sounds because I have taken one before and it was really nice, but I don't feel like I could be a functioning present mother. This is just me, 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 me. So here I am trying to qualify and people please and try to make everyone like me. Anywho, the DMT basically came into my life, was not seeking it out in any way. And it was literally and like figuratively gifted in to me after a bout of curiosity, which was, you know, so how it should be, right? How it should fall into my lap. But first, but first I must pause housekeeping and tell you one thing that's very muy importanto, and that is the, the Patreon has launched officially. Ah, that was not the sound that I was wanting to come out. Sometimes I'm like, why did God not let me be a beautiful singer? And I know why, probably because I would be like snorting cocaine off of toilet seats every day in nice venues, of course. Or, I, or like, why wasn't I 
a killer dancer. And I'm like, maybe I would have been a stripper because she's wild. She's wild. So God didn't give me those skills, unfortunately. I guess that's a good thing. Probably saved my life, honestly. (laughs) I jest, I jest, I jest, okay? She's got the gift of gab. I've always liked to talk, been manifesting, getting paid to talk for quite some time. So feels good, feels good. And the messages that I get from y'all, like seriously, truly a moment of y'all's gratitude in regards to how the podcast has impacted your sex life, your marriage, your relationship, your confidence, like so much. It is so fucking awesome. And I love it. And I get down sometimes and I get blue or I get confused or I get imposter imposter syndrome or I feel unworthy or I feel like I'm never going to hit the goals I want or I'm delusional, like these lies, these limiting beliefs. And y'all always remind me that I am appreciated and seen. And so that's why I really want you to join the Patreon. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, no, but there is the Patreon now, and I would love your support. If you re- like the audio erotica, then you're really going to love the Patreon because every Wednesday I upload, I will be uploading two stories. There's already two stories live, able to listen to. One about a young dude fucking his hot 33-year-old boss in the ass. The other story is a threesome where this girl likes wants to fuck this dude. They've been kissing, flirting. His girlfriend never fucks him, totally takes advantage of the situation that she is this hot, fuckable man. And so she just has had enough and she's going in there and she starts feeling up all on her, gets her off. And the girl's like, what's going on? And she's like, watch a real girl fuck your man. It's an intense, juicy story. I really am giving it in the Patreon audio erotica because if you want me to be fully transparent, when I'm doing the audio erotica for the these episodes once a month, I read it if you're new here. Um, sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm like at the end of the episode and I'm still giving my all, but when I'm chatting with you, I'm just talking. And so sometimes I keep that, that fast paced and the Patreon, I'm able to like, I'm in the audio erotica zone. I'm ready to talk about a throbbing cock and a wet pussy. You know what I mean? Just a different vibe. I'm going to wrap this up really quick. The link to join the Patreon will be in the episode notes. It's going to be in the link in all my bios on my socials, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you'll fucking find it. I promise. Message me if you cannot, which that would be just astounding if you couldn't. And even if you don't like audio erotica, I really, really want this place to turn into like a community of sorts where we can all talk about our sex lives and have no judgment, no shame. We don't know who the fuck each other are. And we're solution oriented. We're not there bitch festing. This isn't like Reddit snark. This is like freaky fam. This is freaky fam. We're talking about the episodes, the episode that week. I would really love it to become that. I would really love that. And I know it just started and I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to keep sharing about it in each episode. I won't ramble on for minutes like this or I will lose all of y'all. I'm done. I promise. But check it out. I love you. Now I'll tell you really quickly how my trip was, my DMT experience. Really short, really sweet, simple. It was all in all, probably four freaking minutes. I am not going to go ramble on about it. I totally could. Slide in my DMs and ask me and share me your experiences. Share me. Share with me your experiences if you have. I am not condoning nor promoting 
I am all about doing your due diligence about a topic and being intentional about using sacred ritualistic psychedelics. So yeah, it was very mild because I use it in like a pen format. So not how one would ideally like to take it. If you know, you know. So Google's a great thing. If you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, this is not a DMT podcast. So the story will be over super, super soon. But yeah, hit it. Mild visual. Like when I closed my eyes, I saw this woman, tribal, pocahontas entity of sorts that was facing each other, but it was the same thing. And it was definitely female. It definitely felt very like matronly, beautiful love. What I could see when I opened my eyes, that's why I know I was nowhere near breakthrough, what they call it, or I wasn't um, tripping hard. It wasn't enough. It was extremely mild because I was cognizant of my body the whole time. So I learned from this experience and I know what I would do different next time and how I would do it, the amount. I was just really fucking scared, honestly. I was fucking scared out of my mind. And after it, it makes me feel like that was so silly that I was so scared. So, so, so silly. But I mean, at the same time, really understandable. I guess I would be a fucking psycho. So I guess it's not that silly if I'm just a-okay to ingest, inhale a substance that I have off before. So I don't want to continue on this topic. I'm almost regretting that I even blurted it out in the beginning of the episode, to be completely honest with you. And I'm not going to edit this out because I feel like you attract your tribe, you attract your people. Not everyone will be down for you. And that's okay, because I'm just going to be fearlessly authentic and myself. And that seems to do just fine. And there are a lot of people who love the same fucking shit that I do. So, hey, see ya. I would be lying if I said I'm totally like uh, unaffected by people's judgments or that I don't. I just fucking told you how much of a people pleaser I am. I want people to feel loved and seen and having a good time around me. Like if I'm hosting on top of like, I have a lot of anxiety. I feel like there's moving so many moving parts and I want to aesthetically please. And I also want to make sure everyone feels comfortable and gosh, I could go on and on about anxiety or being a people pleaser. Raise your hand if you're a fucking people pleaser. And I know there's so many women who feel that. I mean, dudes, do you ever feel like that? And maybe I don't know a lot of dude people pleasers. You know, I'd love to hear that perspective. But women, I just feel it was like instilled in me and bred in me, like in my blood. And by the way, like people, when you have anxiety or just hold yourself to such like a high standard in performance, men, there you go, men, y'all are always like so fucking hard on yourselves and got to perform at the job, got to perform for the wife, got to be, you know, the stand up dad. There's a lot of pressure on us as wives and husbands, as a family unit, how, how we show up in life, you know, on paper and, you know, fuck, like think about the time we're in right now. I mean, it's not been easy for a lot of people. A lot of people have had a lot of things change. Okay. Even people that doing really hot, my fucking stocks are down. Okay. My crypto portfolio makes me have instant diarrhea. 
Okay. It's not a good feeling. I know. Shut the fuck up, Jordan. I'm young. I'm young. And just tell myself that, that I'm still young. And then I see a 21-year-old girl and I'm like, I'm not fucking young. I'm old. But <laughs> moving on. P.S. I still stand by that 21 is like the dumbest age of your life. Like 21-year-old women are dumb. They are. If you're a 21-year-old listening to me, I respectfully want to tell you that you don't know shit. Okay? Most likely you don't, but maybe you do. We're young. We're full of life. We're trying things. We're fucking people. We don't know what we want. We don't totally have our identities figured out. No, you fucking don't. And quite possibly, you might not have as much self-worth as you should. And maybe you're 23 and you're a fucking rock star and you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was me projecting. Have grace for all of the stupid, stupid, stupid things we do from 19 to 23, 24, 25, but 19 to 23. And you just chalk it up. When people tell me they get married at that age, I'm like, what? What? But I'm sure they're in a completely different crowd, right? You know, there are people that grow up a certain way. And my mom is rolling over in her grave like, bitch, I took you to church every Sunday and Wednesday. I tried to raise you like that. And you (laughs) rebelled, little bitch. But I know that there are some people that grow up a certain way and then they marry young and they save themselves for marriage and then they... And, and then they're divorced by 30. Just kidding. And then they stay together miserable no matter what. Just kidding. Sometimes they make it work and they're happy. We don't fucking know what happens to them, but they got married young and sounds like some hard fucking work because marriage is hard as it is. We already know it's hard work. And I'm not just calling other 21-year-olds dumb. I, me, I was dumb as fuck. Like I always thought so I would never have to be intentional about my sex life. Like I would never marry a man where I had to work at it like pencil in and no, we're just going to be so hot for each other. We'll keep that alive. Like I thought the notebook was real. You think things that are real are not fucking real or, and that was me and that was cynical. That was terrible. It's not that it's not real. It's not that that love, that passion goes away and you're never going to see it ever fucking again. No, no. It's just, we have to break this illusion that it's not worth putting the effort in. Like this no longer serves me. So I need to separate myself from this. This is draining my energy and I'm an energy bitch. I'm a manifestation girl. I fucking do my affirmations. I'm all about that spiritual woo woo shit, but I'm also not floating in the fucking wind with the trends where my horoscope's going to tell me how I'm going to feel that day. And by golly, that was it. And if I'm having a bad day, because it said that the Pisces moon is going to make me a bitch all day. And now I'm a bitch all day. You know, I'm not going to, I have control over my day. And I love, by the way, I love astrology. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's law of assumption, law of attraction, physics, where I believe that I attract what I put out there, that my words have a lot, a lot, a lot of power. Our thoughts have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of power, aka our internal dialogue. And when we see something, when something triggers us and we are immediately like attack, that is where we have to look inward. And when I think that, I think people give up too easy now. I think people look and they go, this doesn't serve me. This isn't in my highest vibration alignment. And you know what? 
you know, you're not in alignment. You're not vibrating at your highest frequency right now. But instead of saying it's because of this person. Now, and if you're in an abusive situation, like disregard what I'm saying. But if this is because this is hard and this is taking more work than you thought or it hurts in a way you didn't think it would, et cetera, et cetera, you know, life is going to feel like that no matter who you pick as your partner, you're still stuck with you. You're going to go through things, feelings you didn't know that you didn't anticipate that you did. That doesn't look like your picture perfect life. And you know, so cliche, but it's true. You don't grow in comfort. You grow in discomfort and marriage makes you unfucking comfortable sometimes. Relationships long-term make you unfucking comfortable sometimes. And there's different phases of marriage or committed relationships, if you will. And I saw this TikTok by a girl. Her name was Becca Smith. I want to give credit where credit is due. And she was discussing the five stages of relationships. And I was like, damn, like I, we need to remind people this because yeah, so true, so spot on. And it's like, I think a lot of people would like to hear this and relate because if you're in that stage of disillusionment or that doubt and denial, wherever you may be, I would say if you're married or you're at stage five or you're at three, four, you're like, tell me the fucking numbers, bitch. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So first stage being the honeymoon phase. You think each other are fucking perfect. I think I'm talking to a lot of married people. I think we're way fucking past that. Moving on. Second stage, doubt and denial. You're like, oh, wait a second. They have flaws. Oh, that was kind of cute at one time. That's kind of fucking annoying, actually. Oh, she I always had something to say. Lighted up a room. She doesn't shut the fuck up now. Or quiet and shy and sexy. Now she's boring. It's not shy. It's lame. Before the ladies kill me, let's rag on the men. Oh, that was really funny. That's really fucking obnoxious. Oh, I thought he was so confident. Oh, he's fucking really obnoxious. No one gets their feelings hurt. This is all in good humor. All while being like totally spot the fuck on too. But we've all been in relationships. We all know we broke up with people because we saw, hey, we don't fucking ever want to fucking deal with that and get married to that. But we married our people. Okay. So let's just say in good faith, like you know why you married your person and there's a lot of amazing qualities about them, but we're still people and we still annoy the shit out of each other and we still have our shit and our unhealed shit and we're doing this thing called life and evolving and getting to know ourselves and like come into our own and then other people have to like coexist with it we're all just existing and dealing with contrast and it's very clear that I did do psychedelics yesterday because she's She's going deep. She's going deep. So yeah, doubt and denial. We're familiar with that as well. And then there's disillusionment. Disillusionment? Number three. So that is when all the shit or the resentments or the shit you haven't been facing or dealing with, you've been sweeping it under the rug. If you've lived that kind of relationship, which many of us do. Okay. Many of us, we have other things in our life, except like we're not at like marriage reality boot camp, reality TV, where we have eight weeks to focus on each other. You know what I mean? Like we're living life. So things can get swept under the rug, can get pushed away, 
for the convenience of everyone, only to the detriment of the couple. Hence, so many people's sex lives going south. That's why so many married people say, oh yeah, we haven't fucked in two, three years. When I make TikToks about people, like, I can't believe people haven't fucked in a year and they're like going on three. I'm like, that's a symptom of your non-existent relationship, emotional connection. So this third stage of the relationship is all of it's out there. And then you're faced with it. You basically can't turn away from it. It's in your fucking face. It's affecting you. It's affecting the relationship. It's affecting how you feel. So now you're getting to, now you're at stage four, you have a decision. And obviously what that shit is, is like going to make a big difference on the decision. If this is someone who is cheating on you all the fucking time and you're like having to get over it all the time, if this is someone who is betraying your trust, you cannot trust them, or you have completely different goals in life and you can't be a cheerleader for this person and they, they're not going to be your cheerleader and support you. Those are like, walk the fuck away. Or if you're, wildly incompatible, you know, and if it's interesting now, it's not going to be interesting later. I'm all about like yin and yang. Me and my husband are the epitome of like, we balance in each other in areas. Do we have some of the same flaws? Yes. But for the most part, like we're extremely balanced and help each other out. But yeah, this fourth stage, you have to make a decision. And with that decision, like it won't be reached obviously, if there isn't like coming together, getting on the same page, a plan of action to go forward. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Because insanity is just going about it the same fucking way, thinking it's going to go different. And it's not, it's not going to, and you're going to see it over and over and you're going to get chipped and chipped and chipped away. And you're just going to run out of fucking fuel and you're both, your cups are fucking empty. And you know, at that point, a lot of people are just fucking other people or some people aren't and they're just at the ready to walk. Okay. There's, it's just a mess. It's a mess. They hate each other, they're living separate lives. And it's like, who wants that? And I know nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants that, but people get in it all the fucking time, every day. So many couples, so many couples and you're not doomed. You are not doomed. You can make that decision. They say the fifth stage, real love. And where you have made a commitment all in, everyone's feet are in, you're not straddling a line, you're not straddling a line. You know, that's going to be really real and authentic. I'm such a line straddler in life sometimes. It's just like such a fear part of me, a huge fear part of me. And people would be like, really? What? You seem so dedicated. But even my husband will tell you, he's like, she's paranoid. Like, I just sometimes get like, wait for the shoe to drop kind of gal. hate that. Fuck that. She former, a former gal like that (laughs) because that shit, that fear does not serve me. But yeah, we're humans. We're all human beings. A lot of blessings come with real love. The blessings for choosing each other, committing to one another when it's not easy, it's not fun. It's totally a fucking choice. You know, I think when we choose things for the big picture that we are rewarded. 
I do, especially when we're intentional about it. If you're just sitting there and like literally white knuckling and like going like, yes, dear, hating your life, I don't think that's rewarding or like you're being blessed and like good shit's coming from it. I think when you're like, we need to sit down because I fucking hate you or we need to sit down because I feel like my needs aren't being met here. And this is really like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be a bitch to you. Like I, or I feel Like, I don't like the way I feel right now. This isn't how I want to be and I need to talk about it and I need to see what can we do to like change this up. Like talk about your feelings. And I know that men have been like taught, even if it's subconsciously to not talk about your feelings, fuck that shit. If there's one person you can, it's your wife. If you don't want to like go to a work meeting and be like, let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. I get it. But your wife, like you could totally fucking do it with your wife. I promise you. Like she's a girl. She's got you. She's so good at this. Men, y'all can look to yourselves and expect so much of yourself sometimes. Like the weight of the world on your shoulders to provide, to be this savior of your family. And it's like, you're just, you're only human beings too. And just like there's this stigma or this expectation that's placed on women, there's just as much of one on men. We know that. And so I just want to say that I love you to the men and the women. Is this going to be the weirdest episode of The Horny Housewife yet because she's like post-psychedelic? Maybe fucking so. Maybe fucking so. But that was, I hope that it gave you a little something, something, whether it was relatable or encouraging or inspiring, you felt tinglys, whatever. Let's get into your favorite part of the show where we talk about your problems, your listener questions. Mm, Shaking it up. Now a little sippy, sippy, sippy for you. Whatever could I be drinking? You fucking know. It's a Cam Fusion juice. My favorite. Legal in all 50 states. Cold pressed juice. Say what? How is this legal in all 50 states if there's THC in it? Listen up. It's THC derived from legal hemp and there's only 0.3% THC in each serving. So do yourself a fucking favor and go to canfusionjuice.com. Check them out. All the frequently asked questions, anything you could think of is on their website. See their juice. The ingredients, guys, the ingredients. I'm an ingredients girl. Like I care about what's in my lotion, my shampoo, uh, my makeup, a little, you know, that's a little iffy. Beauty is beauty. But most of like 95%, I really fucking care about what I'm putting in my body. So these ingredients, top tier. I'm drinking the mind right now, what you just heard me slurp. 10 milligrams THC, pineapple, apple, lemon, ginger. Oh, fuck yeah. That's fucking delicious. And there's other flavors. Go on their website. Check it out. Canfusionjuice.com. Use my code housewife for 20% off. I can't recommend them enough. If you've been listening, you've heard me talk about them. Chef's kiss. 10 out of 10 recommend. I'll put the code in the episode notes. Enjoy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. La, 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 listener question. Okay. Question number one. I've been asking my wife for a threesome for years. All you fuckers are asking your wife for threesomes. You'll always tell me the same thing. Okay, I got a new answer. It's okay. It's not her thing, but she's getting more and more comfortable and trying it once. Ooh, curveball. She would want a male, female, male. That got me thinking, what if she's totally into it and I'm not? Does this happen often? Wow. Wow, what a smart bitch. I see your play. I see your play. Homie asking me the question, she might have said that truly because that's the threesome that interests her. She might have said that to be like, are you a hypocrite? Like to see where you're coming from. Now to all the men being like, but what if my fantasy is the two women? It's me and two women is my fantasy. Okay. I I see your perspective. I see your point of view. But I think if you're going to ask for that in your marriage when that's never happened before and you've never had this conversation, I would hope to God you have some somehow kind of touched on this topic. Or if you go to your wife asking her for a threesome, I suspect you could possibly get injured. And I don't I don't blame her maybe. So I wouldn't come in hot like that. Anyways, let's get to specific to this question here. I think she's testing the waters to see if you're hypocritical. And and look, it raised the question of like, okay, well, what if she's totally into it and then I'm not because it's this male, which you didn't say that you had a preference of what type of threesome. So I guess you're going to have to make a decision of whether you want to go through with it or not. You maybe find it totally arousing and it's hot as fuck and you're like, baby, you get a little badge called hot wife and you can do whatever the fuck you want. God bless you as long as I'm invited. And a dynamic could change or you may be like that made me feel icky and I didn't like it and I don't want to do it again. So y'all have to have these conversations of like what you fear, what you expect might happen. Is this reminding you of the tantric date night, which I haven't forgot about that segment later? Uh, Fears and expectations. Go back to last week's episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. This is going to require a lot of communication, incorporating someone new in the bedroom. You're going to have to be on the same page and then know that there will be consequences. There will be an outcome. There will be the after effect of what you do. And you have to live with that. There will be no going back. So as long as you're okay with those circumstances, and it's totally valid to see why you wouldn't want to. So totally going to be a decision that you make in your marriage that no one else can make for you. But husbands, wives that are having this conversation, be respectful of your spouse. And I've done so many episodes talking about topics like this, or like I did a specific episode where like, what do you do if the other spouse puts like a firm no on it and you're just bummed the fuck out about it? And I think that's a great episode to listen to to just kind of have a reality check. Which number it is, I'm not sure, but it's like within the last five. So go binge listen and give me the downloads. The last part of your question was, does this happen often? I'm sure it fucking does. 
I'm sure it fucking does. I cannot tell you, uh, like this happens this percentage of the time. I don't know. I don't know. Me and my husband have not invited another person into our marriage. And so I can't tell you what that would feel like. Uh, as far as my experience with any threesomes, I was always the additional party. So I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't want to, if I'm in a relationship, just me personally, I am not at a place of sharing and I'm not a forever definitive girl. So like I will evolve and grow as is, but at this point in my life, my husband and I are happily in a monogamous relationship. Nobody fucking asked me that. And I just shared it because of course I did. The last thing I'm going to say, Joe, I don't know if his name is Joe, is that like, say it was female, female, you, I would hope you would take in consideration, like all the thoughts you're having, she's probably thinking. So again, communication is going to be your best friend. And if you're going to do this, you want to make sure your marriage is in like a tip top shape that y'all are like all good to go because there are a lot of people that have falling, falling outs because they do this as like a fix thing as a, uh, oh my gosh, maybe if we do this, it'll get better. And that's usually not the case. So I think it's good to assess your current situation. The next 60 seconds are going to be about boners and making sure you always have one when you want one. So listen the fuck up pretty, pretty please. If your dick is not getting hard when you want it to, let's do something about it. It's 2022. You don't got to live like this no more. You don't got to live like this no more. And I think the stigma around Viagra is gonzo. Truly. Like in all honesty, it, you, you do what you need to do and no one really gives a fuck. Let's just make it hot sex. That's all I care about. You know what takes away from hot sex? Having to go to the doctor to get some fucking Viagra or generic Viagra, whatever, takes half your day. You need to see the doctor for five fucking seconds. Well, forget that. That's not in today's time. We use the internet. RexMD.com is where it's at. It makes getting generic and branded Viagra easy peasy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver it to your door. So there's no office visits, no talking to a receptionist. Super, super simple. It's fast. It's super affordable. Free doctor's visit, free prescription, boom to your door. Go to RexMD.com forward slash housewife. They're going to hook you up with a sample. Also, the more you know, you can access your physician anytime afterwards if you need them. It truly couldn't be more simplified. If you're doing it any other way, you're doing it wrong. Go to rexmd.com forward slash housewife to get started now. Let's get back to the show and the next listener question. I really enjoy your podcast. I like your no-nonsense approach. I've been married for eight years. This is my second marriage. The first was 13 years. My first marriage ended for several reasons, but one of the contributing factors was my wanting of another partner. Basically, I wanted some strange. Now, eight years into my second marriage, I'm getting those damn urges again. Being raised a devout Catholic, it was always beaten to me that commitment was of utmost importance. So... I sit in a puddle of guilt when I think about the possibilities sex positivity can bring with another than my wife. No, I really haven't opened up to her about this. We go on date nights and I have great sex, which is all wonderful, but I still find myself shackled with this damn wandering eye and in some cases talking to a woman just to see if I still have game but never taking beyond a simple flirt. I would enjoy your thoughts on this. Thank you. Oh boy, do I have thoughts. I so have thoughts. 
I so have thoughts because A, I think I commend you. I, I commend your bravery for just fucking saying how you fucking feel. And I think that takes guts because it's easy to just be like that hidden or you keep that to yourself. You don't share it. People live totally separate lives or different lives. They're frauds and they're one come off as this devout husband, but really they are like a pervert with a porn addiction or cheating or, you know, shit's going on. They're being a piece of shit. And like, I, I am going to roast you a little bit. Uh, so I just wanted to butter you up first, <laughs> but no, I commend your honesty because I think that a lot of people can relate to getting a wandering eye, you know, and not feeling the feelings at home. But I think that it takes, I know I've experienced, so I am talking from experience and cause I've had more than one relationship long-term with being with a guy and I have cheated on a partner before and maybe I'll, have I shared that story in the podcast? Um, it's probably in there somewhere. Maybe not. I think it was like, cause it was the relationship I had before my husband. So I think I like, didn't want to just put that out there and hurt that person's feelings. I think it did really fuck them up, but a lot of it had to do with me. It all had to do with me and how I wasn't healthy. I didn't love myself. I wasn't in alignment. So to get clear with you, I think the fact that you have this like wandering thing, like this insatiability, if you will, and it's primal. Like I don't want to condemn you because we're fucking mammals. Okay. We're fucking animals. The men want to spread their fucking seed, visual creatures. Okay. And there's all kinds of, you know, there's a spectrum of sexuality of how sexual we may be. And maybe there's some incompatibility with libido and your relationship. But the dangerous, the most dangerous part of this whole thing is that you're not talking to her about it because it's totally normal to have feelings like that or like notice someone really attractive and that make you kind of like be tingly or horny, especially it's probably going to get worse and worse. And now you're really the wandering eye is growing because you're not taking care of needs that need to be met. So like maybe you're having hot sex cause she's really hot, but do you feel connected? Do you feel wanted by her? Do you feel like, like she's like hungering your fucking dick and you just want to like eat her pussy like you just want to eat her up. Like, do you, maybe you're like, yes, I do want to eat her pussy, but I mean, something's going on, some sort of void. And maybe it has nothing to do with her. Like it doesn't like, this is never that woman's fault, but okay. That's not true too. Sometimes a woman can be completely neglecting her man, completely neglecting her man and giving all of it to her kids. And she's not even giving herself what she needs to be doing. Most of the time she's not, but she needs to be like giving herself and her marriage and her husband. And then her, and her kids, this, I know simultaneously, it's a lot of fucking work, but a marriage is like a plant. It's a love fern. You got to water this baby. And like I previously stated that when you water it, when you do the work, like the garden grows, the yummy fucking fruit comes, your yard looks good. It's nice to be there. doesn't mean that they don't get, there doesn't come weeds or bad weather or shit or a tornado occasionally, like, you know, shit happens. But 
if you're like manifesting this, I can only go so long with a woman for this long until I, you know, because if you keep going on that pathway, you know, that's what's going to happen. Maybe she'll end up fucking cheating on you first because it doesn't sound like y'all are communicating about your sex life whatsoever. So I don't know. You know, I only got this anonymous question and that was what was written. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And sometimes I forget that real people, or I don't forget it's real people, but I I go hard. I really do say exactly what I'm thinking. You know, I kind of hold back actually, because I can be way meaner, <laughs> way meaner. And let's face it though, date nights can get boring. Going to the same restaurant can get boring. Doing the same like places in the same town, just predictable. Every anything that gets so predictable gets boring, in my opinion. That's not everybody, but y'all are gonna have to have some combos. Maybe like listen to the pod together, like start exploring fantasy, start understanding her, learning. And if you have a very unwilling partner, then like you need to deal with that accordingly. I don't know what your circumstances. But if you have a willing woman who wants to make you happy, who wants to have a rewarding marriage and is like, I'm willing to lean in, choose you, I like, let's do this. Tell her, hey, you know what? I'm feeling discontent and I don't know where it's coming from. And don't put that on you. I just want to like open up to you and tell you because I feel like I should. And that should not only make her wet, but she'll be like, damn, you know, he's opening up like he's telling me some shit that he doesn't normally do that. You got to do shit that kind of feels uncomfortable. That isn't the normal for different shit to happen. You got to make little shifts to make some shit happen, move, transform, evolve. Unless you want the same fucking boring thing and you expect yourself to eventually stray and like, does life sound really fun? And that doesn't sound fun. That sounds Like you're just going to go get in trouble and then regret it. It's not going to be like you're going to go fall in love with the next person that you're going to marry that's going to make your life happy. That's not what's going to happen, okay? Even if you think that's what's happening, I'll bet you a million dollars that's not what's happening. So don't get caught up in that instant gratification, such a, a temporary high. That's all it is. It's a temporary high that the consequences just aren't worth it. The betrayal, you know, you'd be better off to tell her, like, I have a wondering eye, to tell her that you feel those feelings, fucking separate before you go, you know, betray the person that you say you love every day. Kudos to you for opening up about it, like, poop on me for kind of bashing on you at the end, but I just wanted to, like, show you what, play the tape through, you know, play the tape through. Let's move on to question number three. My wife's sex drive has become very low compared to before. She isn't as adventurous as she used to be. I have tried communicating with her on trying new things to get her drive back, and I even mentioned about buying some sex toys to experiment, but she's not so fond about it. What would you suggest in doing? Oh, I hate giving like negative answers where I feel like I can't offer any solution, but... Like I said in my previous answer about an unwilling spouse, if you have a spouse that is extremely resistant, who cannot see or validate your feelings in any way, just like shuts it down, checks out, you know, that that can be shitty. That can be shitty. 
I would try different methods. I would try writing a letter. I would try a, a te- I would make sure you cross off all the boxes of how you attempted to have this conversation in person. Of course, is how I would try first. And then I'd write a letter, like, because then it shows, like, I fucking sat down and got pen and paper. Most people text message now. I could have even sent it in an email, actually. that Maybe that's a better idea, but no. I got fucking paper and a pencil, and I wrote this shit out because that's how serious it needs to be taken. So, and you don't need to be like, hey, you want to get a dildo or something? Like, I don't think that is going to be like, yeah, you know what? I have not been in the mood in a while, but that, that sounds, yes, yes, shove it in me, daddy. No, she's obviously not fond of it. Like you just said, she's feeling not in the mood, not so much drive, not digging your chili, clearly not to like put it on you because it could be so many things for one, like I'm going to say forever till I'm blue in the face. A woman needs to get her hormones checked because so many men and women have told me like, game changer. Once I figured that it was that out, it was like, holy shit balls, holy shit balls missing out. So like, go see what's going on with your body. So encourage that, but also like your delivery. So like, make sure you're not saying how, what I just made fun of you. If you said like, go, go, let's get a toy, you know, make sure it's the right delivery, the right approach be empathetic, considerate of her feelings, basically go in it with being like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) And I hate when guys, and this is like a guy, I've seen it before. I don't said a guy thing, but I'm like, I don't want to crucify all men where they can feel like attacked because they feel like, you know, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I can't fix this problem. And they just feel on the defense, just like they're not doing what they're supposed to very frustrated. I encourage you just for the sake of emotional intelligence and getting somewhere to just stop being resistant to the solution because it really is it to see where you could be going wrong, to see your part in it and to see her perspective because you want to share yours. You need to share your perspective. She needs to see how the fuck you see things in this relationship in your sex life and You need to see her perspective of it because then you're going to get to the bottom of why it's not happening because it's a symptom. Like we said, someone responded to this saying like, oh, you know, like is what's her workload like? Is she with the kids all the day, all the time? Is she going to work? Is she doing both? Like what's your day to day look like? You know, put yourself in her shoes. Just you're going to have to explore. You're going to have to fucking talk to each other. Once some open dialogues going on, then that's when you're going to get to like know somebody's kinks and fantasies and what they like in bed and learning their body. But it sounds like, you know, you've got some like resistance there with her. So I wish you best in your endeavors. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last but certainly not least, we've got date night number two. 
So we started a tantric date night series. You can have these dates weekly, bi-weekly, whenever. Doesn't matter. No, we're not keeping the bar high in any way. If you want to be intentional, if you wanted to spice it up and like we talk about spicing it up or people write in and they're like, I'm ready to add a person into the bedroom. I know there is a large majority of people who are like, I just want to spice it up in the bedroom with my partner, please. This is a great way to be intentional. It's going to 1000% deepen your connection, deepen your intimacy, do something beautiful to your sexual relationship, your relationship as a whole. Like that's, that's what I believe truly. And when you, when you heard what cock devotion consisted of, I'm sure you could see that it was like something super intentional, not about just going in and getting to climax. It was more worshiping the body of sorts, like honoring the cock for what it is. And this week, date night number two is vulva appreciation or the teacher that I learned this from called it the pussy, pussy devotion, pussy. He said pussy, very funny. And it was very hard not to laugh. I did laugh because it was video. So I could laugh, but I, I was trying to soak it in as well. So let's get right into it. If you want to know more about what tantric is, go to last week's episode where I introduce kind of what the date night series is. So you're going to be laying down. You're going to be in a Venus straddle. So the woman is going to be on her back. By the way, I should mention this. You're going to tell your fears, desires, and expectations before you do this. Example, I am afraid that I'm going, I'm not going to be able to pleasure you, that I'm going to be doing it wrong because I've never done this and I'm going to feel weird and I don't know if you're enjoying it. And you're going to 86 that fear. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, this is not a discussion you're having. These are just like statements we're putting out there to honor, respect, absorb, see where your partner's coming from. So you're going into this experience without expectations, without these like limiting fears that are just in your head. You got it out there and you're expressing your desires. So you're just putting it out there. I desire to have fun during this. I desire to feel really relaxed and pleasurable during the experience. That's bonding in itself. It's going to break the wall down if there was one kind of, you know, ease it up. And it's obviously an act of getting vulnerable when some women are going to be eating this shit up. Some men are going to be like, fuck this. You might like giggle or feel awkward or whatever, because in last week's episode, I said how like if it's a fear or if it's an expectation, hold your little hand, cup it and toss it over your shoulder like you're throwing that bitch away. I still recommend it. Okay. I believe it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Just do follow the instructions and tell me how it goes. So now we're at the hot action parts. She's laying down. Venus straddle means like you're on your knees, dude, in between her legs, but her legs are draped over your thighs. So she's spread eagle up and on you a little bit, okay? You're going to put your hand left or right, whichever, over her heart. And the other hand is going to be cupping like palm against her vagina, fingers resting on the pubic bone. And you are going to get in sync with breath. So you will breathe and inhale at the same time, exhale at the same time. This is something that is slow, intentional, and you're not like she's going to want to keep her climax at bay. Just like last week, he needed to stay in that range 
of like an eight, not at a nut. I think a, a woman will have a much easier time just enjoying this. But the more present you get, the more out of your head, she may be surprised at how soon she wants to climax or grab his dick and fuck him kind of thing. So this is such a act of discipline. You're really having to demonstrate intentional actions, self-control, reverence. You're honoring her body. Like you are worshiping her body in a way, enjoying this experience, connecting. And it takes like, not just for the man to have self-control, not to just ravish her in the way he wants to, but also for the woman having to be a receiver and to lay there and sometimes thoughts will come up of feeling like she feels insecure or she feels self-conscious or she doesn't know how to act. Come on, ladies, you know all the thoughts that could come up. So the most important thing is to be present, feel all the feelings. It's going to feel good. And that's where you need to stay is in the body, feeling the sensations in the present moment. That is going to what like makes your souls fuck basically. So this is about your pussy girlfriend. Relax, breathe, breath work, baby girl, and enjoy this. Now, men, get your pens and paper out, take some notes, go over them in your head, and then, you know, just go for it. Practice makes perfect. And I know you're not going to go in there with your iPhone notes and be like looking over to see what I'm saying, but you'll get the picture. And I think that you can go in there. And as long as you take your time with each move, let's call it a move, massage move, then you're going to get the job done. You're going to be worshiping the pussy and she's going to feel appreciated. You're going to feel connected. And I'm serious when I say that the massage needs to be fucking 30 minutes. Okay. So I could see if you're going into it and you think you did a fabulous job, but then you get to fucking and she's like, yeah, it was a really great seven minute massage. Truly that, you know, whatever. If that's what happens, I'm not judging you. You're not writing in. But the video I watched was 36 fucking minutes long. And that was the, from the beginning of the massage to the end, from her naked on her back. And he's rubbing her thighs. And then he's got the hand on the heart like we're at that I just bunny trailed off of, cupping the pussy back, forth, back, forth, breathing in, out. Do it fucking seven times. You need to not just one time and then fingering her. So take your time. She deserves this. Let's make it half the time it takes to get a manicure. I think she deserves that. So back to the lesson plan. You've got, they're like, bitch, you just went off sideways. We were had our hand on the heart and the pussy. So you're going to switch never taking your hands off her body. <laughs> never. So left hand on the heart, other hand cupping the vagina. Switch. You better be low oiled up, bro, oiled up, or else you're going to have friction when you're sliding. Okay, then we're going to do flat palms going up and down her sides. Do that a few times. Then you're going to cup her breast, squeeze gently, rest your head on her belly, like in between the breast belly area, like that upper stomach part. Gentle kisses there. You're warming her up essentially, making her feel appreciated, and you're providing sensation all over the body. I gave such detailed description with the cock devotion last week that was just not Jordan. I felt like I was like 
giving you all my notes, which I was, and I think I just need to like free ball it and say it like I'm doing this one. So you're going to make her whole body feel touched, you know, like she's got the nerve endings have signaled off all over her body. So we're not just touching her erogenous zones. We're making her whole body an erogenous zone, if you will. Next, you're going to press like flat-handed above the pelvic area. Breathe in unison for a while, okay? Then you are going to be basically like, let's just act like you're looking at a vagina. Now take your hands and put them together like you're calling someone a pussy, like a vagina, like vagina, your hand. It's like almost like the Illuminati symbol, but we're not really in a triangle. We're in a pussy. You know, I know you know. So that is what you're going to do over her vagina. Place your hands exactly like that. So where your thumbs are going to be resting around is right around her vulva. So if we need to break it down, the hole, the hole that you put your fingers in. And when I say get to work, I do not mean enter. So rule here, no entering yet until I say, okay? So work around. We're going to be massaging with thumbs upward. Nice, rubbing, soft. Communicate about pressure. If she's like, ow, or if she's like this, like, I would like it a little firmer. Speak up, girlfriend. And this is when the massage begins, which you, I I would suggest continuing to listen to my tips so you just got some in the back of your brain because you may think that you're going to just rock it out and she's going to hear the rest of this and be like, why didn't you do that? So stay with me for a second. One of the massage moves is kind of pinching the lips together. Gently, may I add, gently. And she might be like harder. And if she is, girl, if you're like dying down there and you're ready to just get to pound town, I want you to take a deep fucking breath, breath work, baby girl, and let this experience happen because it is going to deepen your intimacy. Promise cross my heart. Let's not let just the primal part of us wanting to fucking come take over. Okay. This is intentional, baby girl. Now, homie, with your thumbs down there by your vulva, now go up, sweeping up like you're inside the lips. You're going up around your clit. You're not on the clit. Both thumbs are just going in an upward motion, upward massage motion. And here, the next one, this one's going to be badass. Let's do a peace sign, fellas. Now bend the fingers. Okay, so now it looks like you got like a little man that's going to be on his knees. That's what it's going to look like on her pussy anyways. So take little homie's knees. And those knuckles, those knuckles are going to go down in the same spot that your thumbs were, but in a waterfall motion downwards. So you're essentially rubbing those in her inner labia, waterfall, 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 then reverse, switch it upwards. Yes. Breathe, girlfriend, breathe, because you're stimulating all and around the clit and the vulva. Haven't entered yet. Haven't touched the clit yet all up its sides, like it's not being avoided by any means. But now here, now we're touching it. Now is the friction. So you know how we cupped in the beginning, the cup, the heart and switchy, switchy, switchy. Now you're going to use the base of your palm to rub, to press. The whole hand is frictioned against the vagina. Go. I'm sure, sure, sure she will physically react, moan, whatever, breathe and communicate how hard, because I know some guys can get excited. And I've been like, okay, this is, you're about fisting me, sir. So 
you know, decompress that pressure a little bit, back it off. So communicate, don't be afraid. Next move is taking a flat hand. So now not the cup, flat hand and waterfall, brick wall, waterfall. Girl, this is going to make you fucking die. You're going to love it. You're going to be humping his hand. And then since we're oily, we can go up, but I wouldn't suggest that because it feels like I'm being wiped for some reason. So next, side clit tickle. Side clit tickle. Squeezing the outer labia, then you're going to press while you finger her. So rub-a-dub-dubby, tickle-tickle-tickle, diddle-diddle-skittle, and then two fingers in. Don't move them yet. Don't move them yet. Keep them still. Inhale, exhale, stay present, breathe together, embrace what comes up. And from there, he can begin slowly come hithering, massaging the G-spot, and literally going around like a clock, massaging, massaging inside of you, inside of your vagina. At this point, I say, fucking go for it. But may I would say let him hit the whole clock from 12 to 12. And then once you make your rounds with taking your time, taking your time, then I say commence, come how you want. And it's about her still. She made the first night about you. So suck it up. And this time it's about her. So delicious tantric date night number two. We have now worshipped the cock and worshipped the pussy and gotten our nut, of course, So eventually, episodes down the road, you'll hear some segments where we incorporate tantric date nights. You never know when they'll pop in. Next week, we're going to have some audio erotica as our last segment. I'm going to be recording some interviews with some guests that I think y'all freaky fam will be really excited to listen to. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you can listen every fucking Monday. If you love audio erotica or want to support the community, become a little more intimate and have a place where we can all chit chat censor free, join the Patreon. The link will be in the episode notes. I love you all. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.